This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti, going solo again this week. Our special guest is Arizona Cardinals offensive lineman Kelvin Beecham. Kelvin's about to hit free agency, which starts next week in the NFL. Stay tuned. Always enjoy talking to Kelvin, who is going to Zambia next week with World Vision to build water wells. So very interesting. Keep him in your prayers. Uh, an awesome conversation. I'm going to be back in New Jersey this weekend for a a very brief cameo, speaking at Calvary Chapel at a men's breakfast Saturday morning. So looking forward to it. I was there a few times back in 2018, 2019. It's been a while. So it's good to be in Jersey again. It's It's trash night for us where we live in Florida. And as Remy took out the trash, we we have it twice a week. And I appreciate having it twice a week because living in Jersey, we only they only came around once and for a family of four for whatever reason, we have a ton of a ton of trash in our house. We accumulate we got two trash cans in the kitchen and just it's always like you're throwing stuff out constantly. And trash stinks. It's it's nasty. You never you don't want it sitting there in your yard. You don't want it sitting there in your garage. And you want it to be out of your face and away from you as quickly as possible. But I know I've talked about this in the past, and I was just thinking about this tonight because we all have this trash, and I feel like we're carrying things inside us. We're we're holding on to stuff that really it stinks something that we should let go of something that can that destroys us eats up at us inside and it, it it's that it's beyond like it's not just leftover food it's 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 that real that real hard stuff that we just carry around you know it could be negative things that people say about us that they tell you you're not good enough or you're never going to be anything or you're not qualified or sometimes the worst the worst kind of negativity, the worst kind of trash, it could be what we say to ourselves. Like, I can't compete, or I'm not good enough, or I can't accomplish anything, or I'm a failure, or I'm not attractive, or uh, I'm I'm out of shape. Whatever it is, like, I, I know when, when I say things that are negative about myself, and, and I'm glad to have Remy, and it's too bad she's not on this episode, but she's always there to, to tell me, don't think that way. Don't say those things about yourself. Always be positive. Don't allow that to manifest. I feel like there's so many of us, we carry around so much of this negativity, so much of this, what really is garbage, it's trash. We might have pain, we might have some guilt, some fear, like all these emotions that are locked up inside of us, and what we don't do is empty that trash. We don't take it out. We don't release these negative feelings and those thoughts, and and we let them manifest. We let them fester. We let them eat up at us, and we we just don't we don't wait for that trash truck to to come around and 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 hand it all over and 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 give it to give all that garbage, put it all in that big trash bag, and and let them take it out. Let and and we we have that opportunity with this amazing God this incredible savior who came to take all of it away from us 
and we go to the we get this opportunity to go to church, to go to the altar, to give it all to the Lord, to give it all to God. He he'll get rid of everything for us once and and for all. Like it it'll be it. It'll be done and we don't have to think about it. We don't have to carry it. We don't have to hold on to it. We don't have to allow it to bring us down one more moment. So I wanted to touch on that briefly in this episode because I, I felt like I've got some trash that I, I need to, I need to empty. I need to dump. I, I need to put it in, in those, in those bins and, and get rid of it. Uh, I need to take it Take it to the the altar, give it to God. And, you know, there's this perception, and it's so wrong, that only you're, if, if you go to church, you're, you're the good person. You're, and and it, it's not church isn't a place for drug addicts or womanizers or alcoholics or, or whatever. And, and that and that's, couldn't be further from the truth because if churches were for perfect people, they'd be empty. None of us are perfect. Only Jesus was. So whatever you're carrying, whatever you're holding on to, maybe it's feelings of resentment. Maybe it's feelings of anger, hostility. Whatever you went, maybe someone said something to you, a parent, a loved one, a spouse, a significant other that you've allowed it to carry on and build and continue to allow these negative thoughts to creep in and bring you down. Empty that trash out. Em- empty it. Take it. Get rid of it. We don't, we don't want to carry that stuff around. We don't need you to have that stuff around. Take that trash. Take that garbage with me, and let's empty it. Let's put it in the bin we don't want to recycle it and bring it back. We're we're taking it to the dumpster, burning it, whatever they do with trash nowadays. I don't even know. I don't pay attention. But let it go. Give it to God. Let go of let go of all of that garbage that we don't need, that we don't want to hold on to. Up next, you're going to hear from Kelvin Beecham. You're listening to Faith on a Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. Hi, this is Remy Mari, co-host of Faith on a Field Show. I am so excited to be a part of an amazing team at Weikert Realtors Exclusive Properties in Tampa and the surrounding areas. Real estate has been a passion of mine for several years. I love beautiful homes. I love beach homes. I love new homes. I just love helping you buy your dream home or sell the one you're in. So if you are already in this beautiful sunshine state or if you want to move to fabulous Florida, I'm your girl. Call me at 717-503-4924 or email me at remymadi at gmail.com. That's R-E-M-Y-M-A-A-D-D-I at gmail.com. Hi, this is Rob Madi. I'm listening to a powerful podcast about Ruby, a girl from the Philippines who was trafficked into slavery when she was 16 years old. The podcast takes you deep into Ruby's story, 
not only how she was tricked, but also how she was rescued and is now advocating for others trapped in this form of slavery. Check it out at IJM.org slash Ruby. You'll be blown away by Ruby's resilience and the incredible work of those who rescued her. This is Derrick Henry, and you listen to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome back to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti with Remy. If you're listening to us for the first time, you can go to faithonthefieldshow.com. Find every episode since we launched in 2017. We've had an awesome lineup of guests. You can listen anytime at your convenience on any of the podcast platforms. You'll hear the full interviews on there. Be sure also to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Faith on the Field and tell a friend or two about the show. I want to take a minute to thank all of our wonderful sponsors, International Justice Mission and Heritage's Dairy Stores. If you would like to be a sponsor for our show and help our ministry grow, please reach out to us at faithonafieldshow.com. Our guest this week, Kelvin Beecham, just finished his 11th season in the NFL, his third with the Arizona Cardinals. He'll be a free agent next week. But Kelvin has excellent perspective about it. Wait till you hear what he says about hitting free agency. He's also heading to Zambia next week with World Vision to build water wells. Kelvin does a ton in the community, and his servant heart comes from his deep Christian faith. So we talk about that and much more. Here's Kelvin Beecham. Kelvin, appreciate your time as always, man. You're about to head into free agency, and I know you've been there before. You've been in this position. Uh, How do you approach it? Is it bad to say that I don't care? <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where whatever God is going to do, he's going to do. However it's going to play out, it's going to play out. Uh, the hay is in the barn as far as my production and, and what was on the field. Uh, whatever takes place over the next couple of weeks, I know I've put the work in. Uh, but I'm not sitting here tooling my thumbs and, and trying to figure out um, – What's going to happen? How it's going to happen? Who's going to call? When they're going to call? It'll, it'll play itself out, play itself out. So maybe what I see at the start maybe wasn't the best response, but it's one of those things where I'm content with with whatever uh, whatever happens over the next couple of weeks. Well, being a veteran guy and having experienced free agency before, I'm sure you've learned along the way to get yeah. you to this point now where you can say what you've said. Without question, without question. I mean, I don't think I would have said this. In 2015, coming off of a, a torn ACL and an MCL, so uh, uh, with age comes about a change, and there's been an you know evolved uh, evolved mindset, um, you know, over the last couple of years and the last couple of times that I went through free agency. And also with with age, with it comes family, right? And, and you got to take that into consideration too. How much of a factor is that? Do you look for a fit that's not just a perfect fit for you, football wise, but family wise? You know, my wife and I have talked about this. We've talked about this last year when we went to free agency was how we were going to go about things, depending on if I stayed or if I went somewhere. Um, And that's a a piece of the equation that's talked about and we've talked about prior to being in the situation that we're in right now. So it's not that um, family is, is taking, you know, not that we're taking family out of the equation, but we've had an opportunity to talk about how we want to be able to adjust things. He is all in the same school when we had them in different schools, like how do we streamline things just in case I have to be able to go away? Um, you know, my wife was really big about, you know, I want to have some place to call home, having that, that security blanket. And we got that. And we've already talked about if I have to go somewhere else, then I'll be staying at a hotel and they'd be flying in for, for games. Like 
that's just the nature of what we have to have to do and the nature and how we have to go about it. But we have a contingency plan for both, whether I'm staying here or if I have to transition to another club. From a football standpoint, how do you feel about your ability um, to you started every game again? You've been a, a full time starter for over a decade in the NFL. What do you feel you still can contribute? You, you're still I mean, you're only 33, 34 years old. Yeah. You know, I think what I can contribute the most is the ability to be available. Um, And I think for a pro, the best thing that you can do for yourself um, is be available. That's being available to your teammates. That's being available to the staff. It's been available to the coaches, folks on the business side of the the house. But it's being uh, being available. And when you have the ability to say that you can be available, uh, people can count on you. And I think that's something and that's a skill that I think in this this society is something that's lacking. Um, it's just finding a way to be available. And you realize that being durable, uh, it does take a toll on your body. It does take a toll on, on your family. But um, in this profession, that's that's rewarded. And and getting to a place in my career where I'm rewarded uh, for that durability and that and that and that stability um, is something that I, I aim to continue to have and, and something that I, I pride myself. Calvin, the draft is coming up next month and there's going to be guys who are picked in this on the third day in the sixth round in the seventh round like yourself and and may not feel like that was the spot for them they may have wanted to go a little bit earlier of course everybody wants to go as quickly as possible you're a guy who went from seventh round pick to a starter for 11 seasons what does it take from a mindset wise and and what advice would you give some of these young guys uh, that you can still have a long productive career even if you're not getting that first round money? Yeah, I think first and foremost is realize and always keep that chip on your shoulder. Wherever you was drafted, never forget the day, never forget the time, never forget the smells, never forget what you was wearing, never forget the room and the the memories, never forget that and always hold on to that because that's going to be the driving fire um, for you over the long haul. And then I also will say never forget what they said. Uh, they said I was too small. They said I, I didn't have the capacity to play left tackle, not only a tackle, but left tackle in the National Football League. Never forget those things. And it's not that you're holding a grudge, but it's it's, it's great to keep that memory and, and that remembrance of, of what you had to overcome to get to that point. And then I think as it pertains to being able to be a pro for, for this long, I think it's being smart with your money. How do you surround yourself? with people who are smarter than you, who've made more money than you. And I'm not talking about football money. I'm talking about money outside of football, uh, whether it's around the business of sports or outside the business of sports. How do you spend time with individuals that can teach you something about life that you can't learn in a locker room? And I think that continuous um, uh, pursuit of of, of being curious and being willing to discover and, and willing to experiment is what has, has helped me from a football standpoint. It's the, the ability to want to go learn from from somebody who's who played the game at a higher level than I did, who who was a Hall of Famer, who was an All Pro, you know, what were they doing from a technical standpoint? How did they approach the game? How did they train? How did they think about the game? How did they think about relationships within the locker room? How did they think about relationships outside the locker room? If you as a pro are not willing to go and learn from another pro, I think you're selling yourself short. Uh, this is something I learned early on in my career: is we stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. It's Many, there's been many players who've played this game and played it at a very high level. It's on us as younger players to go out and seek that information. You know, how does Will Shields play for over a decade? How does Orlando Pace play for over a decade? How does LaCharles Bentley make a, a Pro Bowl at both center and guard? You know, 
Um, you know, how do these guys, how do Joe Thomas, you know, how is he so consistent uh, for all those years, never missing a snap for, for over a decade? Like, how do you how do you spend time learning from those greats? And if you're willing to take the time to learn from those greats, there would be something that falls off on you that you can be able to apply to your career. You're hitting free agency now at a time when money is just it's it's going wild. Daniel Jones just signed a, a contract that's going to pay him $40 million a year. How do players at other positions view the money that quarterbacks get? Because obviously it, it's 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 not comparable. You see Saquon Barkley get franchised at $10 million and his quarterbacks getting quadruple that amount of money. How do other guys at other positions, Kelvin, handle that? Are there conversations? I mean, you were in a position in Arizona where Kyler Murray gets a huge contract. Yeah, yeah he's getting – well, I think Kyler's getting, you know, 35 or 40 a year, and you got people on the offensive line that was getting 600000 you know. Um, that's the nature of, of this world right now. I wouldn't say that's just the nature of, of the NFL business. It's the haves and the have-nots. It's not a lot of in-between. Uh, the reason I'm going to, to Zambia, because those are folks that have not. Um, it's, 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 that's just the level of, of where society is right now. Um, but I think, you know, quarterbacks, this is a quarterback-driven league. It's just what it is. It's not changing. Um, you know, I, I, it would be great to see that, that, that equality hit the entire locker room. But we understand that's just not the case right now. The, the quarterbacks drive the revenue and drive the eyeballs uh, for the National Football League. You know, I think what what many guys just want to be able to see is as they go up and their pay goes up, how do you make sure that that's spread across the entire locker room? You've just mentioned going to Zambia, and uh, I know that you've worked with World Vision in the past. I think it was Honduras, right, in 2016, going to Zambia to build water wells. Tell me about that passion of yours, man, for water uh, developing water and making sure that there's clean water access for people. Obviously, like you said, the have-nots in, in some of these countries. It's it's interesting because I found out as I was doing a lot of work here in America, especially around access to food and food insecurity. Working with Feed America, working with Bread for the World at the time, and working with the local food banks. You know, the the conversation here is about food security. How do we get? Um, you know, make how do we make sure that people have access to good nutritious food? How do we make sure that people don't have to decide between, you know, their light bill and and, and their food? How do we make sure that the people in uh, urban neighborhoods and and, and the hood and the ghetto have the same type of access to, to fresh fruits and vegetables as those in, in the best neighborhoods in America? And then you go in and and see what's going on on the global front, and you realize you can't even have a conversation around food because they don't have access to water. And you have young uh, women and young girls that are having to walk, you know, six kilometers uh, to be able to go in and, and get water. And, and hopefully you can find a way to make it clean. And you realize that, you know, between uh, well, over 800 kids under five uh, die daily because of malnutrition and diarrhea. Because they don't have access to clean water and not only clean water, but good sanitation you know, good hygiene practices. How do you find a way to make sure that the same type of human basic needs and basic things that we have here in America, food and water, um, how do we make sure that that in some of those countries where they don't have that, how do we ensure that they have an opportunity? We ain't even talking about getting a job. We're just talking about being able to live to you 10 years old, you know, I, I, and, and live 
to your tent because you have access to water? How do we ensure it and, and be a part of the, the solution around that particular conversation? Do you remember what it was like your first time that you were in that environment? What was it that trip to Honduras in, in 2016 was, where you, you kind of saw that? That was that trip. You know, I was in a, uh, in a car driving up a hill and, and the car was struggling getting up the hill. And I see the, 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 the water area where they were, or the young kids were having to walk all the way down the hill to take it back up the hill. Um, just that image alone showed me a lot. And, and and really opened my eyes to a lot. And I think just being able to see what that's like and what that means and what water means. It's water, water is like gold um, to, you know, a number of individuals there. You know, we it, it just put, it puts life in perspective. And it, it's interesting. I was thinking about bringing my son on this trip. And, and my wife was like, I don't know if he's ready for that. It's five years old, but I wanted to be able to put things in perspective uh, for him, even at this age, because, you know, son, you got uh, got more than enough toys. You got got your own room, you got your own bed, you got running water. Um, Let's let's go somewhere where that's not the case. Um, So, you know, it's 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 all about perspective. It's all about insight. It's all about life experiences and those life experiences I've, I've been able to have. Um, those life experiences that I've been able to have um, due to being able to travel is something that I, I don't take for granted. But when I travel and I see those things, it causes me to do something. It causes me to action. And nobody's calling me to do it. Nobody's asking that I do it. But once you see it, you can't tell me you see it and, and then not do anything about it. This particular trip, Calvin, you've already donated two water wells. Um, what are you hoping to accomplish? How can people help uh, What's going to take place while you're there? You know, how people can help is, you know, we're, we're raising money for the third well. Uh, I've already knocked out two. Uh, we'll love the support from the fans for, for the third one. Um, if, if, if they feel so inclined to do so, if not, your prayers are, are needed as, as we go uh, to Zambia, my wife and I. Um, but what I'm most excited about is actually getting my hands dirty. You know, a lot of times, you know, folks just go to things like this for photo ops you know, content, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I got my, it's supposed to be raining the entire time. So I actually going to get some, some, uh, some clothes to, to, to repel the rain a little bit. Um, but I'm excited to get my hands dirty. My wife is excited to get her hands dirty. She got her hair all braided up so it don't get all messed up. <laughs> We're excited to go work. We're excited to go serve. Uh, we're excited to go be on the ground floor, you know, as this well, well, who are the wells as, as the water gets ready to break ground. And we're excited to be there jumping for joy uh, just like the, the, the ones there on site. Well, I know community service, wherever you are, has always been important to you, whether it's domestic, whether it's going to uh, another country and doing that. When, when did that start for you, Calvin? When did that become something that was part of your the fabric of, of what makes makes up your mentality? Like, hey, I want to help. I want to serve. I want to be that guy who gives back as much as I possibly can. You know, I had great parents. I had a great mother. I had a great father. Uh, my dad would take on the, the the responsibility of being the the coach for summer league and take all the kids from the local community around all the different games. My mom would host barbecues throughout throughout the summer, and 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 while you know we were out of school and, and feed the entire community, those those type of principles and those values um, stuck with me. And I think 
having those values and then being able to couple that with capital and exposure, which is what I've been able to get since I've left Mahia and left home, you realize that all I'm doing is doing what my parents did. I'm just doing it at a much different scale with a much different platform and much more influence. Uh, but I'm doing the same thing that my parents did. They saw a need. Uh, they saw how they can serve. And and in and, and, and their particular sphere, where, they, where their feet were, and they did it. I'm doing the same thing. I'm just doing it in a, in a much different context. I'm where my feet are. My feet are in the National Football League. My feet have the, the shield that's 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 worn on, on my chest. Why not use that opportunity to be where my feet are and use the shield and use the influence um, and use the capital that I have to be able to serve in the communities that, you know, I see have a need. The thing is, it's great to go travel. It's great to go travel. But when you travel... And we always tell, anytime we travel, we tell our, our, our agent when we travel, we want to go see where there's a need as well. Um, and we had an opportunity to do that during the pandemic. We actually went to, to South uh, South Africa. Um, and while in South Africa, went to Joburg, or Johannesburg. And while we're in Joburg, I was like, well, let me, let's go to Soweto. And you go to Soweto, and on one side of the street in Soweto, you have people living uh, in a tin can, literally, in a tin can. And on the other side of the street, you have people living in brick homes. Like when you travel, I think you need to take the time to go see that. Go see how what it, what it, what it's really like to be in those, in those countries. It's great that you know we had the opportunity to go see Victoria Falls, one of the wonders of the world, which is amazing. But also go see how the people are living on the opposite side of, of Victoria Falls, and I think that's what we saw when we were there in Africa in 2020. We you know stayed in in, in Zimbabwe and literally walked across the bridge to Zambia. Um, and it's, it's, it's different. And again, we want to be able to serve in that particular capacity. How much does your Christian faith drive your efforts to continue to serve, to have that Lord's servant heart, to, to give to, to the least of these, to, mm-hmm. to help out as much as possible? That's everything. That's everything. Uh, that's where it starts at. Um, you know, in devotion this morning, it was talking about surrendering. And this is what I've been called to do. I'm, I'm, I'm surrendering what God has given me. I'm surrendering the 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 the, the time um, to be able to go and serve in this particular capacity. This is what you know. My, my grandfather, who's still pastoring right now, this is what he did, and is still doing as a pastor. He's serving in his role in his sphere, where his feet are. That's where he's serving. And I'm just taking again. I'm just taking that same opportunity and using it. Within you know my particular sphere, or my within the influence that God has given me and the resources that God has given me right now, and just taking it and running with it. Um, you know the the Bible talks about that your gift will make room for you. My gift uh, is is football, and it's made room for me to do some some special things and some special places. Calvin, as always, man, I appreciate your time. I, I wish you a ton of blessings on your trip. A, a safe trip will definitely lift you and your wife up in prayer and uh, appreciate your time and everything that you're doing. Yes, sir. Anytime. Thank you so much. That's it for this week. Thank you to Kelvin Beecham. Thank you to Doug, Pastor Scott, and everyone on our Faith on a Field Show team. And thank you for listening to Faith on a Field Show presented by International Justice Mission. For Remy, I'm Rob Motti reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. 
Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. Hi, this is Remy Mahdi, co-host of Faith on a Field Show. I am so excited to be a part of an amazing team at Weikert Realtors Exclusive Properties in Tampa and the surrounding areas. Real estate has been a passion of mine for several years. I love beautiful homes. I love beach homes. I love new homes. I just love helping you buy your dream home or sell the one you're in. So if you are already in this beautiful sunshine state or if you want to move to fabulous Florida, I'm your girl. Call me at 717-503-4924 or email me at remymadi at gmail.com. That's R-E-M-Y-M-A-A-D-D-I at gmail.com. Since 1930, the Heritage family has proudly served the communities of South Jersey. From humble roots, Heritage's dairy stores now operates 33 convenient locations. Their desire is to become your convenience store of choice, not just because of their welcoming atmosphere, but because of their fresh, quality products. Heritage's milk is still the sweetest, coffee's hot and fresh, and Heritage's full-service delis offer the best local ingredients prepared and sliced on-site, far exceeding the competition. Heritage's Dairy Stores. It's not just our name, it's our heritage. Heritage. 